Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good day and good morning to everybody here on the Real Presence Radio Network. It is good to be with you for today's Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts today, Brandon Clark, joined by... Good morning, Brandon. John Clark here. Good morning, John. It is good to be back with you. It's been a little while since we've been on the air, but uh, it's good to be back together. We have a great show coming up, and we will get into that in just a moment, but first... Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for all you have given me. Please cover me with the protective, precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in me with his gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, hunger for prayer, and discernment to help me know your will and surrender to it more completely. Father, please heal my negative emotions and any wounds in my heart and spirit, Send the sword of your Holy Spirit to sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, and all negative genetic, intergenerational, and addictive material, past, present, or to come, known or unknown, against me, my relationships, and family, finances, possessions, and ministry. Father, I forgive and ask forgiveness for my sins and failings, and ask that my whole person, body and mind, heart and will, soul and spirit, Memory and emotions, attitudes and values be cleansed, renewed, and protected by the most precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, I bind and break the power and effect in and around me of all, of any and all evil spirits who are trying to harm me in any way. I commend these spirits and their companion spirits in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to leave me peacefully and quietly. Jesus, I thank you for the healing, for healing the effects of these spirits in and around me. Dear Holy Spirit, please fill any void in me with your overflowing great love. All this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, please pray for me and with me. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, this is Real Presence Live, and we are excited to be with you today for what really is going to be a great show. So in just a few minutes, we have Teresa Tamio coming on, talking about her new book. We also have Dale Barcher from the South Dakota Right to Life coming up to talk about what's happening there. We have a couple of other authors coming on to talk about their books as well. And what I love about this show is... You know, there's something for everyone mm-hmm. when, when it comes to looking at the different books that we'll be previewing. You know, we're going to dive deep, we're going to have fun, and everything in between. So stay with us for the next couple of hours on Real Presence Live. So while we're waiting for Teresa Tamio to come on, John, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of the Babylon Bee. I have, yes. That's, that's a, one of my favorite satire. It is a great uh, satire and a very Christian organization. Oh, yeah. And I just, 
<laughs> I enjoy reading the articles, watching the videos. And for our listeners out there who know I work for Covenant Eyes, we actually had an opportunity to work with them yesterday to put together a satire article and talk a little bit about Covenant Eyes. So if you're a Babylon Bee fan, I encourage you to visit BabylonBee.com and check that out. The article is called 10 Life Hacks to Help You Stop Looking at Porn. And there's some pretty funny ones on there. (laughs) Pretty funny ideas. I'll I'll just uh, go through a couple of them. Uh, First one is... Uh, so this this is satire. So we don't actually yeah. want you to do this. You know what's this. funny about that, Brandon, is that that they got fact checked. They got <laughs> actually lost their Twitter account because they were spouting <laughs> lies and they didn't they didn't quite realize that it was satire. I know. I saw that. I was like, what is the world coming to? So uh, first life hack to help you stop looking at pornography: one, gouge your eyeballs out. You can't go wrong with the classical biblical approach. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Put your computer in a more public place, like maybe the third lane of the 405 freeway in Los Angeles. Accountability. (laughs) Uh, Hire a town crier to follow you around and loudly announce whenever you look at porn. Hear ye, hear ye. Uh, Make a vow to yourself that this is the last time. That always works. Right. Um, Smash your phone, run it over with a car, then throw it in the trash, then burn the trash can. Uh, here's another one. Imagine God sees you looking at it. Oh, wait, he does. Repent. And there's some other ones there as well. It was just a, a lot of fun, you know, trying to reach a different audience with the message of Covenant Eyes. In all seriousness, you know, we, we know it's a problem and we know that a lot of people struggle with it and we are here to help. Uh, but it was fun to work with them on this marketing effort and put it together. And not that we want to take it lightly, but, you know, we do want to draw new eyes and and draw new attention Mm -hmm. to covenant eyes and make people aware of the help that we do have to offer. So if you're looking for a little laugh, you enjoy the Babylon Bee, go ahead and check that article out. It was a lot of fun working with them on it. They do a great job. There is a disclaimer though, because they do kind of push the envelope and you know, the Catholic faith is made fun of at times. And and, you know, if you can, if you can take it for what it's intended, it's not offensive. It's just like, you know, you shouldn't be saying that should you kind of stuff, you know. Right, exactly. So just key keynote here, satire yes. <laughs> is not actually uh, 10 life hacks that you should do legitimately. Right. <laughs> just <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, the other thing, too, since we were on, John, is uh, we had we gave birth to our second child. Yeah, My that? wife and I did. Congrats. So he's two months old now, and uh, he's just a big chunk. Is he? So we're just really liking that. We're still waiting for him to sleep through the night. It'd be great when that comes along. Uh. <laughs> but uh, but his sister uh, Bella just absolutely loves yeah. him. Bella spoiled you a little bit, didn't he? Didn't she? I think she did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she uh, she was really good. But th- he hasn't been much of a problem either, uh, which is good. Yeah. The the problem that we do run into is she likes to give him hugs by just laying flat out on top of him, <laughs> <laughs> like. Just literally laying on him, like, um, you know, that's uh, not okay. We can't crush the baby. Or she does this, like, poke, 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 and then she'll be like, eyes. And I'm like, no, don't poke the baby in the eyes because that's a, that's a challenging thing, too. So. Oh, they're wonderful. But it's all good. You know, family life is good. We're going to be talking about that with Teresa Tamio in a, in a little bit here, just about family life. She's going to talk about some of the things that she learned from her mom 
growing up that just were really life lessons that she's carried yeah. with her. And yeah, we just got to remember family life is beautiful and we really want to make sure that we invest in family life and be intentional in our relationships with our children because you never know what kind of impact you're going to have on them. If you think back, Mother's Day is a really good time to reflect on mom, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, when you think back of the of the lessons that our moms taught us that we never really listened to until we find out that we actually learned something from it because what they said came to light later on in life when we really needed it. I mean, that's, and I think that's what Teresa's going to talk a little bit about too. Yeah. Speaking of Mother's Day, I had a chance to go out with my mom for lunch. We brought my dad and brother along as well. It was just fun to sit and visit and just kind of look at the generations. You know, I had my mom and then now Tonya's a mom and we've got our children and uh, God willing, maybe one day our children will, will have children. They'll be called to marriage. It's just, it's the beautiful circle of life, I guess you could say, how everything just continues to advance and grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we grow closer to the Lord, our families grow and we can lead them closer to the Lord. Actually, I had a, a nephew who got confirmed this past weekend at the Cathedral of St. Mary in Fargo. And I was just reflecting on the importance of teaching our children the faith. There were some kids who, yeah, I, and I'm not blaming parents or anything like that, um, but there were some kids that just, they didn't know answers, you know, mm -hmm. that Bishop was mm -hmm. asking. And I was reflecting on just the idea of how we are called to instill the faith into our children. And that's really the most important thing we could do. You know, we could know the twins lineup or, you know, who's beating the Vikings this week or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, you know, if our children know more about the starting lineup of the Minnesota twins than they do the faith, I think it's a point where we need to stop and reflect on yeah. the importance of relating the faith back to our most kids. Definitely, most definitely. All right. Well, we do have our wonderful guest, Teresa Tamio on the line with us now. Hey, Teresa, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We are doing, doing wonderful. very good. Yes, absolutely. So we have a couple minutes here before we had to head to a break. We're going to have you talk a little bit about your book that uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I've enjoyed previewing it and, and taking a look at it. You've had some life experiences with your mom, Rosie, that have really impacted your life. So let's just talk a little bit about your book. Everything's coming up, Rosie. What was the inspiration behind it? And uh, let's just start there. Sure. Well, well, thanks for having me on to talk about the book. It just came out in April. It's, it's doing really well. People are really responding. And the subtitle is 10 Things My Feisty Italian-American Mom Taught Me About Living a Godly Life. And really the subtitle was the, was the impetus for the book because I've actually been giving a talk around the country for about 10 years called 10 Things I've Learned About Living a Godly Life. And they were these funny very faithful, but kind of quirky things my feisty Italian-American mom from New Jersey would say with that very strong Jersey accent. And growing up, I thought, oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that funny? Or I'd roll my eyes and not pay much attention to it. But the older I got and the more like experience I had, I realized just how theological and very smart she was, even though she was more of a street theologian. She didn't have any you know, theological training except for life's training, right, and what she went through in her own life. And so she imparted a lot of wisdom in those sayings, and they really struck home with a lot of people. One of my friends, Kelly Walquist, from Wine, a beautiful women's ministry, Women in the New Evangelization, said, you have got to put those down in a book, and you have to call the book Everything's Coming Up Rosie. So 
that's how the book came about. Again, it's been a talk that I've been giving for many years that's been really well received. Do you find yourself giving those around you the same advice that your mom gave you? <laughs> it's so funny you should ask that question. My husband says, you're ter- okay, Rose, or okay, Rosie. And I find myself, my husband and I weren't blessed with any children of our own, but we have a lot of grandnieces and grandnephews, and I feel like I'm just repeating all the things that my mother said over and over again, you know, to the kids to kind of impart that same kind of wisdom. You know, that you can't always have everything you want. It's not going to be all peaches and cream. You need to keep smiling, you know, through the good times and the bad. Just really common sense, basic stuff that we've gotten away from. I mean, basic stuff that we've gotten away from in our world. Yeah, I have to wonder how you decided the top 10, because I'm sure there are plenty of rosyisms to choose from. Oh, yeah, trust me. I mean, I was talking to Annie Mitchell on the Sunrise Morning Show yesterday, and we were chuckling about it. She said you could probably have, you know, two or three volumes of the rosyisms, and I probably (laughs) could. But I think that the ones I chose, I think, are the the most important, starting with offer it up to God and put it at the foot of the cross, or as my mother would say, offer it up to God and put it at the foot of the cross. (laughs) Because that's everything. I mean, if we if we don't start there, if we don't surrender to Jesus and say, you are the Lord of my life, it's not me, it's you, what do you want me to do? Or as St. Teresa of Avila always says, I am, was your, I am yours, I was made for you, what do you want me to do? And my mom would say that to us when we'd go through a hard time at school, or maybe we'd wake up with a stomach ache or a headache, and she'd say, offer it up. And I'm like, why would God want my headache? Why would God want my, you know, my stomach ache? But what she was trying to do is to help us give it to the Lord, put it at the cross, and then try to learn from it, learn from suffering or grow through that suffering or make it worthwhile, which is really a very deep teaching in the Church on redemptive suffering. And so these, I started out with that, and there are so many others, but the ones I chose I think really hit home for what we're seeing in our society today. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Teresa Tomio, who you just heard on Catholic Connection a few minutes ago. And we're visiting with her about her new book, Everything's Coming Up Rosy. We do need to head to a break here in about 30 seconds or so. But uh, Teresa, let's just uh, do this quick before break. As people are listening, where can they go to find this book and start looking into it for themselves? I would just go directly to uh, my website. We've got a special page set up, and that'll lead you to Sophia, and I think they're still offering a little bit of a discount. So just go to TeresaTomio.com slash Book, and all the information is there. You can also Google it. Just everything's coming up, Rosie Teresa Tomio. Uh, but again, TeresaTomio.com slash Book is probably the easiest way. Sounds great. Well, stay with us. We're going to talk much more about this book when we continue on Real Presence Live and continue our segment here with Teresa Tomio. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In his letter to the city of Philippi, Paul exhorts us to rejoice in the Lord always. Then, just to make sure we get it, he repeats himself, rejoice. 
He encourages us to have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving to let our requests be made known to God. We can exercise trust and total dependence on Him. Praise, worship, and conversation with God are not designed to change Him. They are designed to change us. It is in the heart of that praise that we discover that nothing is impossible with God and that life in the Holy Spirit is a life of peace. This peace is our witness to a war-torn, bloody, fatigued, and depressed world. This peace is our birthright once we completely belong to Him. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Yep, John Clark. Good morning. And we are continuing our discussion with Teresa Tamio. We're talking about her book, Everything's Coming Up Rosary, Rosie, 10 Things My Feisty Italian-American Mom Taught Me About Living a Godly Life. Teresa, thanks for staying on with us. Sure, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. You know, you were talking about in this book how it's all compiled uh, by Rosieisms how your mother had no theological training. It was just your, your mom's faith and her life experience that she was passing on to you. Isn't that really a lot of parenthood in general? You know, not many of us have theological degrees or masters or doctorates in the faith, and yet we're called to pass along the faith to our children. Talk a little bit about that experience in your home life and how you learned about the faith in just practical ways, but how those practical ways, even though they were simple, they allowed you to continue to grow in virtue. Yeah, and I, you know, I, to say that I, I took them all in and I practiced them every day in my life, I, I'm not going to say that that happened until, you know, because I had to have my own come-to-Jesus moments. I, I mean, I, should they witness to us on a regular basis. They were very involved in the, in the parish. My father was in the choir. He cantered. He lectured. My mother was involved in the group. She was in a Bible study in a prayer group, and, and we had, you know, the imagery, the Catholic imagery is very strong in our home, which left a big impression on me as well. The crucifix, Statue of the Blessed Mother, different images, especially in the Italian-American culture. But those sayings, I would have to say that I had to learn the hard way on my own, that what my mom was telling me is stuff that I needed every single day. And I think for all the parents out there, it's really important that even if you have a child who is, you know, away from the faith as I was for so many years, that doesn't mean that it, that, it, that the seeds aren't being planted. They are. It's just that everyone has to water them themselves and go through their own life experience in order for those things to come to fruition. So I think the witness and, and just the, the, the practical application and, and also how my mom and dad, despite some of the struggles that they had, they never gave up. They had a wonderful marriage. They were very much in love. They had a very strong marriage. 
but through the process of coming from their home state of New Jersey, where they were, I was born there, I was raised in Michigan, but they literally had a very traumatic experience that I talk about in the book, where they were homeless, where our apartment they lived in, lived in a beautiful apartment in Jersey City, not large apartment, a very nice building, a very special place, uh, very close to my mom's family, and there was a gas explosion, and several people died mm. in that explosion, and literally the building was not, was, was, was broken in two, and we all survived without a scratch, uh, but that was very traumatic. And my father, and I, I explain this in the book, my father was holding me in his arms when WABC-TV came over from New York, and he said, see, you were meant to be in TV news because you were on TV when, when you were a baby at three and a half, four <laughs> years old. But if you think about the trauma of something like that, and I really didn't give it much thought until I, until I got older and, and started covering stories like that, covering explosions and fires and murders and things, and realizing what they went through and how they literally had to go back through this rubble and get our belongings. And, and amazingly, most of our things, not that things matter, but the furniture and even a beautiful statue of the Blessed Mother was left untouched. But you think about that trauma and what one goes through when you don't have a home anymore. All of a sudden, overnight, you're sleeping one night, the next day, literally, your home is, is, is in rubble. So those kinds of things taught me that you don't give up. You push mm-hmm. through, you go on, you learn, you grow. And I think also the way she treated my father, the way my father treated her, the way they um, referred to each other in such beautiful terms of endearment, and how my father sang every Christmas Eve at all the Italian Christmas carols, and my mother was his biggest cheerleader going there, making sure we were all there to listen to him sing. So all those things that that parents do, and and in addition to the basic, obviously, making sure the kids go to Mass, understand that we, we do have obligations and that our faith is important. But the way they live it out in the home every day and the way they treat each other and the way they treat other people. So I think all of that really was planted in me and, and bore fruit. A little bit, maybe in my case, took a little bit longer than normal, but it did bear a lot of fruit. I mean, look at what I'm doing now. I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing, but part of it is because that faith was instilled in me. Those basic, you know, as I say, basic instruction before leaving Earth is in the Bible. That was a great witness from, from my parents, especially my mom. That is so true. You know, earlier in our conversation, Teresa, you told told us about the, the you picked the top ten that really because they not not only are, are meaningful to you, but they apply to our world today. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Sure. Well, we mentioned chapter one, which is offer it up to God, put it before the cross. And number two, and this is great for the month of Mary, remember. And I, I, I spell it out phonetically in the book because it just has a lot more kick and punch if you do the Jersey <laughs> accent. Remember the Blessed Mother, as in Mother, is watching you. And she would tell me that before I'd go out on dates. How do you like that one? Talk about it. Oh, yeah. mother. oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Listen to your mother, or listen to your mother. It's not only about listening to your parents, but listening to authority as in Holy Mother Church. Number four, it's not all peaches and cream, you know. How many times do we see stories about whether it's young people or adults who just cannot handle anyone if they disagree with them. More the today. The cancel culture. They want to shut them down, right? Mm-hmm. More you today know? than and, before, and because, right? Exactly. And then also, if something goes wrong, they can't handle it. I keep referring to the story that happened. I don't know if you got, you probably heard it. I was talking about it on my show, and you guys carry Catholic Connection. But the story out of Cornell, where the students signed this resolution, and they demanded the university give them trigger warnings for any content that they might find objectionable in the class. And that if they didn't like the content, they can get up and skip the class without making up the classwork. And thank God that the Cornell University administration said, "Uh, no, that's not what college is supposed to be about. Guess what? 
you may in your life come across someone with whom you disagree, and it's not going to be all peaches and cream. So the idea that our life has to be perfect, that's not reality. And yet that's what the world is selling people today, and too many people are buying it and don't know how to respond when they, when they hit a bump in the road. And then we also have, um, I love this one, Go Ride Your Bike, where I would complain about being bored, and I had a pile of toys in the garage, right, including a brand-new bike, and I would just, my mother would say, no. You have to appreciate what you have, and you need to use it. Stop complaining about being bored. These practical things, Mm. that's how we get into a lot of trouble in our lives. If we're bored, we're not paying attention. And so these are, I think, very valuable lessons. If you want to, my favorite one, though, I think is number six. If you want a pool, go fill up a garbage can. Um, (laughs) She literally told us that. One summer I was complaining about having a pool. But this goes along the lines of, sorry, just because you want something doesn't mean you're going to get it. No is okay. Once in a while, or maybe more than that, you're going to hear the answer no. Be nice, very simple, but be nice. Uh, Say God spares, or my mother used to say God spares. In other words, God willing. Who's in charge of your life, you or God? Never get too big for those britches, right? Never think Mm -hmm. you're all that in a bag of chips. And then keep smiling. Always have joy in your heart, no matter how bad things get. My mom would always sign every anniversary card, every birthday card, every Christmas card with keep smiling. So those are... That's the summary of the top ten, but I think in each one I really break it down as to how it applies to our everyday lives. At the end of the chapter, you have reflection questions, you have quotes from the saints, and you have some other favorite quotes from me. So it can really be used as a study. It's, It's designed to be used as a personal study or even a group study. Yeah, absolutely, and it's also full of humor. You know, so it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be so serious, but yet reflectful of all of the things that you just mentioned. I, I want to just take a minute because we just celebrated Mother's Day, Teresa, to give a shout out to moms out there, whether mm-hmm. it be Our mm-hmm. Lady, I know you just talked about Our Lady on your show today, or our own moms or the other moms. Can you talk just about the importance of moms, especially when looking at how this book all came together with reflections from your own mother? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's huge, and not just for moms who have their own children, but for those of us who don't have our own physical children, but our spiritual moms. That I think every woman is a spiritual mom, whether she's a consecrated virgin, whether she's a religious, whether she's a mom with her own children. We're all spiritual moms because that's who we are, created in the image and likeness of God, male and female. That's a very, very important female trait that John Paul II talks about so beautifully in, in many of his documents. But I also think it's important to honor moms because of the sacrifice that they made Many moms saying yes, many moms working two jobs, many moms working really hard to raise their kids in a world that looks at motherhood and pregnancy, right, as a disease and, and, and attacks the pro-life movement. So I give a shout-out to all moms. And when, when a woman calls into my show or maybe writes me an email and says, I'm just a mom, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute, stop right there. Don't ever say those words, you're just a mom. What could be more important mm. than saying yes to life and bringing up a child in this world? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the I, I'm thinking about the, the ten uh, the ten bits of advice that your mom gave you, and I'm thinking that you know, if I were a young mother or young parent, reading these really kind of gives me um, more com- It would give me more confidence to say things like that. You know, just say you're not going to get everything you want, um, and that's just kind of an empowerment just by reading that, and then probably reading the, the stories behind it to to give some mothers and fathers, for that matter, the, the courage and, and confidence to, to actually live that advice and do it. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and, I, and I think it's, it's so crucial because one of the reasons I think that I've been able to persevere 
in an extremely difficult business of broadcasting. I mean, I've been in the business now, and ashamed to, I'm not ashamed to say it, but it's like it makes me feel very old. But, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, don't think, I don't consider myself old. I'm 63, but I feel like I'm 23. Thank you, Jesus. But I've been, I've been in the business now for 42 years. I graduated from college in 1981. I don't think I would have been able to sustain my career and keep moving forward with all the ups and downs and disappointments. Obviously, my husband had a lot to do with that, too. I have a wonderful husband who supported me. But because my mom, I saw her persevere through some, and my father persevere through a lot of challenges, and that you don't give up. You know, you're, you're going to have disappointments. You're going to have to push through because there's a lot of people who give up very easily if they don't get the perfect job or they get fired or laid off or they get moved from a position, as I did often, from you know one on-air position to another that maybe I didn't want or from you know full-time during the week, maybe to part-time on the weekends, whatever happened. In broadcasting, it was so insecure, but I always felt that I was meant to do communications. I didn't realize until much later in life that it was going to be used um, to promote the faith, but I always felt from the time I was a child that this was my vocation. Uh, on my hardest heart, I knew that I was going to do somehow communications. But if I didn't have the strength and the perseverance with my parents telling me, you know what, sometimes it's not always going to work out the way you want. You got to keep going. I don't think I would be where I am today. Well, we sure are grateful for you answering the Lord's call to serve in this Catholic ministry of Catholic radio, because it's uh, it's very needed and you do a phenomenal job. Teresa, thanks so much for being on with us today. Thank you. I love Real Presence Radio. You guys are awesome. I love all that you do, and you guys are one of the first to support me. So keep up the great work, and get everything coming up rosy. Just go to my website, TeresaTamio.com. Absolutely. So like she said, TeresaTamio.com slash book is her where you can find her new book, Everything's Coming Up Rosy. Ten Things My Feisty Italian-American Mom Taught Me About Living a Godly Life. And, and actually, if you order from Sophia Press with promo code ROSIE25, you can even get a 25% discount. So, TeresaTamio.com slash ROSIEBOOK. We'll be back at the, with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.